Welcome to Force Office, the true story of three strangers who can't together and have their lives matter. First, we're starting to play and start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Pageley. Easy telling. Fuck. <laughs> Pops. Rockwood Elementary Valedictorian Class of 06. Hey, Cleveland's finest. Don't forget that one. Yeah, you know, something like that. I heard that was Jake Paul, but I could be wrong. Not even from Cleveland, so. I just figured since everywhere you go, you claim that you're their finest, that you would obviously take Cleveland and put it on your back and rise it and raise it to greatness. I probably will end up having to do that. I was going to say, if he doesn't claim it, it must be pretty bad. Mm, yeah, I have not. <laughs> I have not heard a lot of great things about Cleveland so far. A lot of great things about Cleveland don't exist. But as I told <laughs> a lot of people, Cleveland could very well be a nice city. Cleveland could be a great place if you don't live in my parts. I am very biased. If you want to visit Cleveland, you want to hang out downtown, you'll probably have a good time. It gets a little different when you have to live here and when you have to live in these parts. <laughs> like, does it make more sense why LeBron left Cleveland twice? Because um, I think so. He's originally from Akron, uh, living within Cleveland. He was also probably living on the very nice side of Cleveland. You live on that side and you just hang out downtown, you'll probably enjoy Cleveland. Hmm. Anybody from the east side, get out. Get out fast. Yeah, that almost makes it worse because he was living in the good parts of, like, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. He was like, I still need to leave to better things. Yeah. But, I mean, Miami and Los Angeles, very superior to Cleveland. On the right day, maybe. There's some people who might argue with you that Cleveland's better than Miami, but Miami's trash. All right, we got recent events, news, New Orleans, Louisiana, got absolutely destroyed by Hurricane Ida. Not good at all. I was, uh, I don't want to make light of the situation by any means. However, I will just point out, I was on CNN's website to, you know, do a little research, see what was happening. And there was a photo of a guy looking at his house, like shocked, like, I can't believe that happened. I almost have to wonder if it was staged because it says that he's looking at his house that collapsed while he was inside during the hurricane. So it's not like it's a shock that his house fucking collapsed. I don't know. Just a quick It's probably the down. shock value of like, damn, there's almost everything I've ever had, everything I've worked for gone. Once you I get out and look back at it, probably sucks. But, like, you were in it, and I have to just imagine you're like, damn, it got fucked because you were inside. I've had a couple conversations about New Orleans over the last couple of days. Um, First and foremost, very sorry for them that they're going through this again. Secondly, I get it's New Orleans. People love the history down there. They love the French quarters. They love Mardi Gras, all that. But at some point, a government agency almost needs to step in and stop allowing them to build that city below sea level. Because every few, every decade, something like this is going to happen. Every couple of years, they're going to get a terrible hurricane. And we know Ida, we know Katrina. I was listening to the CNN the other day, and they were like, those are only like the worst hurricanes because those are the ones we remember and live through. They're like in the 1800s, they have like recorded ones of terrible ones. And then in the Almanac in like the 1600s, 1700s, they also have records of terrible hurricanes. It's just nobody lived down there and New Orleans wasn't New Orleans yet. So like we didn't necessarily care. 
But history has shown us time and time again, that city below sea level is going to get fucked every time. So at some point, we got to stop building. We got to stop rebuilding it. And we've got to almost abandon it as a city. Because we've abandoned like other cities and towns. I did think that's where you were going. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like below sea level. And then you were like, it's just dangerous at this point. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you can't, like, I think I was, someone from Barstool, like, lived kind of down there. And he was like, one of the, um, one of the levees broke again. And I was like, all right, man, like, we're putting a lot of faith in levees to, like, protect this city. And I'm sure for, like, you know, minor, maybe, like, a Category 1 or 2, like, hey, they're fine. But if you're going to get hit with a 4 or 5, I just can't see that fucking holding up. And then we're going to be going through the same thing over and over again. Over and over again. And I harp on abandoning it. We've abandoned cities and towns for centuries in America. Old rail towns, old steel towns, mine towns. They were popping towns in the 1800s, early 1900s. Once they became too dangerous or there was no more work there, we abandoned them and they just left in ruins. We need to honestly just abandon New Orleans, never build it back up, put it in history. Like, damn, New Orleans used to be popping, not no more. Also, I have seen a lot of TikTok people hating on them. The people who chose to stay. And I am very on the fence about it because it takes money to evacuate. Especially last minute, you got to be able to get out and you got to be able to get to a hotel or not. Not everybody has afforded that. But a lot of people are like harping on like the first responders aspect. The more people who don't evacuate, that's the more first responders we're putting at risk. Yes, that's their job. But I'm not telling nobody to risk their lives just because that happens to be their job if it can be avoided. But on the flip side, it's like this everything you got in life, this is your house. Maybe you don't have home insurance. Maybe you don't have any other way. You're going to stay there and try to like protect what's yours to the best of your ability. I've seen people like putting hay bales up in front of their house. I've seen people like strapping their homes down with like four semi trucks. They're getting very creative. And like if you don't have the means to get out. I almost don't fault you for not evacuating. So it gets very tricky. Wasn't the 16th anniversary of Katrina like yesterday? yesterday? And it hit yesterday? Like yeah. I yesterday? Yeah. Oh, that's that's ugh. that's eerie. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, but if you if you're one of the people who follows the almanac. Old heads will tell you, like, the worst winter storms come on the same days as bad winter storms, like, 20 years ago. So I can imagine a a terrible hurricane hitting again on a bad day like this. And it's hurricane season. I I do feel terribly bad for first responders. Because being a first responder down in Louisiana would be the worst job ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at pictures right now, and it's like, you got places that burn down, which is impressive, to say the least, during a hurricane. Um, <laughs> impressive. Why hit me to laugh? <laughs> trees, trees, like, places are just completely flooded, and it's like, I kind of agree with you, like, you know, it's definitely tough to, I'm sure, last minute kind of evacuate, but at the same time, at some point, you do have a heads up, like, they're they're projecting these things out and could it change or could it get stronger? Yeah. In like a couple of days, but 
I think the worst part, because I was listening to someone talk about it on TikTok. I hate to sound like one of those people who gets his news from TikTok. This is not news. This is just her firsthand experience. She was talking about how her parents survived Katrina. Her grandparents survived another bad one in like the 1940s. And they ain't never left. So she's not leaving. And it's that mentality that like, I get you want to fight for what's yours. But at the same time, let's not be naive. Just because they survived, don't mean it wasn't just dumb luck, one. And two, this one topped a lot of Katrina numbers. It had the fastest wins. The flooding, like, the flooding happened way faster. This was the first, um, the Mississippi River started to reverse flow. And for those who do not know, I had to look into what reverse flow means. It really means exactly what it says. That streaming, wide, abundant, massive river that flows through so many different states. That flows downhill, reverse flowed uphill because of the winds. That's crazy. Like, that's just crazy to even think about. I hate that so, like, she's putting it out there like, you know, my family had survived. Things like, hey, just because you survived before doesn't mean this one can't be your time. Like, Literally. Be morbid, but, like, that, that's just, it's a stupid mindset to have. Like, yeah, you not see, all of them are guaranteed. Jesus. Bro, I'm, I'm looking at a photo of it, like, from space. Into look at this big storm and think that you could beat this, like you're better than that, is a crazy mindset to have. That's how all the like white middle aged males here are in like the tornado states. They'll just sit on their porch and fucking watch the tornadoes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, go hide somewhere, do something. People love to be stronger than Mother Nature until Mother Nature actually fucking hits them. Yeah. Like, I agree. Imagine you thinking you're stronger than a tornado. I think I'll pick you up and toss you and you're done for. It's wild. Especially because, like, Anna's grandparents, their, like, farm had got, like, seriously flooded, like, a week or two ago. And, like, she was telling me her grandparents were saying, like, their house was filled with, like, three to four feet of water. And that's just from, like, some serious flooding. I can't imagine having, like, a serious hurricane coming through. And, like, you're on, you know, if you even have, like, a second floor or, like, you're trying to survive on the roof. Like, I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not even just the hurricane. Like, levees are breaking. So, water is coming from everywhere. It's just, like, that Gulf Coast region just keeps getting fucked over and over and over. Because not only New Orleans, but Panama City but Puerto Rico, but like all these different places. And it just keeps hitting in like the same like lane of places. And it's just fucking ridiculous. I don't, I don't quite understand it, but it's, I would never want to live there by any means. The other ones are better suited because they're at least above sea level. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's just like in the same, that Gulf coast like region is just. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, do you want to live like, down in New Orleans or down in Florida and it's like hey it's great most of the time but then you have the occasion where hey you're gonna get hit with a hurricane that could really mess you up and everything that you own yeah but it's I mean I feel like there's like where in the U.S. could you really live where you're not going to be dealing with some type of mother nature that could kill you You got like the Gulf Coast and all that Virginia It's it's literally Virginia can't well, you like, get hurricanes there? Yeah, hurricanes. We don't. You don't really get hurricanes in Virginia. 
We might have one every like 30 years and we get like the tail end. So we just get the rain. We don't get snowstorms. You don't get tornadoes. It's really Virginia because all the Midwest ones, it's like they get terrible snow. And then the West West Coast, like Cali, they get fucking wildfires. And her, um, fucking earthquakes. Yeah, yeah they get wildfires and earthquakes. Tornadoes. I mean, Northeast, again, like like you said, like depending on just how the hurricane can go, sometimes it's like it's coming for a direct hit and then like a day later it's like wind came through and everything's clear now. Yeah. Yeah, it really depends on how fucking dumb these meteorologists are too. So whether they predict it completely wrong or you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I would still evacuate, but I guess like you said, sometimes it's just not as feasible to do so. Yeah. If everything you own is right here and you know if you leave it you're coming back to nothing. It probably increases your chance of wanting to fight to save it. Don't you just uh go to the fucking Superdome? That thing holds up well. Um, Ezra, you put this one in the other other day. So you're saying we're about, you know, over a year removed from Black Lives Matter protests and it's becoming mainstream. Do you think you've cut off every non ally friend of yours? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was watching after hearing him talk about on all the smoke. I watched some of Acho's shit, and he's actually got like a good thing going on his channel. The conversation with a black man, I'm not mad at that. And then I was thinking of some of my friends or whatever that were talking about how like uh, this person, this person, how they had some interactions and how they was moving funny. And I was just thinking, we we over a year removed now. Black Lives Matter hit mainstream because. Me and my boys, we didn't have Black Lives Matter flags for years now. So last year became mainstream. Um, mainstream dies down. Nobody really talks about it after a while. So I was like, it's over a year since then, since it became mainstream. Do you think that you cut off everybody that is not an ally? And I was talking to one girl who has a blended family. And she's got a black brother. She's a white girl. And she was talking about how like her best friend since birth is like kind of racist flies his little confederate flag, has Republican racist views. And I'm like, yo, so when you cutting them off? And then she was like, I don't think I will, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh, it's hard to say that you're all about the cause if you still got people in your close circle who are not allies. I'm not talking coworkers, someone you just work a job with. I'm talking people you consider close friends who are in fact not allies. Not even just close friends, friends on your own where you have, like, no ties to them outside of your friendship? I think I could say I definitely have, but also, to be fair, I have a pretty small circle because I'm terrible at communicating with people. So my circle was already pretty solid to begin with, so I don't really think I needed to cut anybody off. So I might not be the best person to answer it, but, I mean, I think I have, and I definitely would have no issue if someone, you know, let's say you became friends with someone and then like a month in you, for some reason, they just start doing some wild shit one day. You're like, yeah, I'm good. Because you're, you're just, you get to a point where it's like, why do we keep needing to babysit people and like feel sorry for them because they're a bad person? Like, I don't need to be your friend if you're going to be racist or whatnot. Like that. So what? Get Get out of my life. Fuck off. I feel that. And within the last year, I feel like, I've lost a lot of friends, not only for Black Lives Matter, but just like 
political views in general, whether it's that or COVID or just the last election or just like all these different things that have become very prominent within like the last year. I feel like a lot of people have like dropped off or I don't talk to or I like choose not to associate with anymore because I feel like with the events of the last like year, year and a half, it has like shown people's true colors more than like not having those conversations and not like making those thought processes more prominent in previous years. But I've also had like a lot of really good conversations with people as far as like why they feel that way or at least like people open to a discussion where it didn't turn out to be something that's like oh I hate you because you think this way or blah 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 so I'm at the point where um I do believe you can shame and hate people not hate hate's too strong but you can shame and belittle people for thinking in a way that you think is disgusting or truly goes against all of your moral values Oh yeah. I'm not saying like shame or hate on people for just like a hot political take that's different. But if this is something you truly care about and you think their take is nasty or just downright gross, disgusting, trifling, shame them. Shame them heavy. Um, counterpart then, have you guys any made any new friends that you found or allies to you? New friends that I think are allies to me. <laughs> um, this is gonna sound very, very typical. I'm a, I'm a trust but verify type of guy, and I'm a whatever you done for me lately type of guy. Those two things make it hard to say that I find allies. Cause the trust but verify, you can tell me you're an ally, but I gotta see that. I gotta see somehow, some way. You you contributing to black businesses in your community. You contributing to black businesses online. You shopping black. You buying black. You donating to black causes. Something like that. So I've got to trust but verify that you're an ally. But then I also am a what have you done for me lately person. Because you can't tell me, well, last year while it was popping, I donated $20 to the bail fund. Because I'm going to be like, $20? Black lives mean $20 over a year for you? Come on. So if Virgil can do it, why can't I? It's hard. Who? Oh no, get, get Virgil out of here. <laughs> so it's hard for me to say that I am. I have found new allies because I'm very, I'm very particular. Because I would be naive to think that a lot of people aren't with the games and the gimmicks, and it's something I take serious. So I'm not just gonna call you an ally because you tell me you're an ally. Um, I don't think I've made new friends, but I feel like people that I already knew having conversations about what was going on, I became closer to people that are like-minded. So whether it was like a friend by association or somebody that I met through other people, I became closer to other people because of our like-minded views on things, but no like new friends out of, out of it. Say I'd say I made new friends, but a lot of it's just because we're in St. Louis and like there's a bunch of new law pe- school people. Yeah. Um, but you know we. What is what people. is Saint, like? What is Missouri? What is St. Louis like? How does it? How do you find that it swings? Oh, Missouri is a hundred percent red, but St. Louis is obviously more Democrat, just because it's like a more progressive city. Mm. Um, so 
in the city, you're good. Once you start venturing out, eh, no, not so much. Yeah, you're done for. Yeah. I think we didn't we talk about before you told me it's like the most racist state in America. Yeah. NAACP has voted the most racist state in America twice. So Yeah, so we we stay within the city limits. Um, yeah, I bet for sure. <laughs> um speaking of Missouri being a trash state, they're also bad at handling COVID. And as you also brought this one up as well, um how the U.S. is handling like COVID and the Delta variant shows how U.S. capitalism is like all about profit, and that's the number one priority for the U.S. One thousand fucking percent, holy shit! Yeah, it's sick. I'm a money type of nigga, so I get it. But at the same time, miss, don't ever, don't, don't ever try to tell me that we're not a bottom line type of country our bottom line ecosystem ever because the way we're handling COVID in this Delta variant shows you that we care about money. We care about profit. We care about not being in the red more than we care about the lives of our citizens. I don't want to go back to lockdown. Lockdown sucked. Lockdown truly sucked. But I'm supposed to feel that way as a citizen. I don't make decisions. Our government even though I hate it like them, even though it fucking sucks, somebody is supposed to be making a better decision for us as a whole. Hey, yo, y'all need to be in lockdown. The numbers are worse than they were last summer. Delta variant, because people are going out and doing whatever the fuck they want. A lot of places are maskless. We're getting more people sick. More people are dying at a higher rate than last summer. And last summer, we went into lockdown. Into the fall, we was in lockdown. How do numbers get worse? How are more people getting sick and more people dying from this Delta variant? Because one, I, it's skewed because we were in lockdown. I'm not allowed to go do things. You're allowed to do things now. With that being said, like how are numbers increasing, but there's no lockdown in sight? One answer. We care about fucking money. Businesses lost about a year's worth of money, and now they've got to recoup. And in no way should the health of our citizens be infringed upon because of the politics of this country. And the politics is we need it open so we can make fucking money. I saw something. I think it, it was either Twitter or Instagram. And it was like, if the American government cared as much about your health as they say they did, then we would not be the most obese country. We would not have like, record high health conditions as far as like heart disease all this shit and it's like they really talk about how they care about your health and all this shit and blah 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 but they really don't like at all and it's it definitely shows we we've talked about it before once you know once everything got opened up trying to close everything back down is going to be nearly impossible i don't think people will do it you can't. It's like perfect example, random example. Let's say you buy, you know, a new comforter set and like pillows and shit. And it comes like in those one of those big things that's like zippered up and you take it out and you're like, damn, I got to return this back to the store. Try to put that thing back in the same way it came. It's impossible. Wow, that is a very good metaphor. Good job. I'll get it. Yeah. That, I'll get it. <laughs> that, that's what this is. Like, hey, someone could do it like Ezra. He could do it. But most people fucking can't, right? It's the same thing with COVID. Once you open it up and you're going to tell people, hey, even though we got this vaccine that's supposed to work, 
even though we we know just because you get vaccinated you can't be safe hey we need you to put masks back on we need you to start shutting shit down again yeah go fuck yourself it's too late here's the problem yes people aren't going to want to do it i don't want to do it people aren't going to want to do it i won't go as far as to say people won't do it because at the end of the day if america is supposed to be this big bad bully that they claim globally to be they should have no problem making their citizens go into a lockdown. And when it's at the rate where we're getting more people sick, more people are dying than it was last year, yeah, lockdown is almost necessary. And more people are people are more likely to conform than not conform. People are going to bitch about it. People are going to try to, like, protest or whatever. But it's not going to be as much rebellion or as up people in arms against it as you think. Because even when you think about the people who are against it, every time you saw a little march with people who were, like, protesting it or rioting because of it, it was never, like, a massive thing. More people are going to conform and listen than they're not. Because at the end of the day, there are more pussies than leaders in the world to begin with. So the pussies going to follow suit and conform. I think the issue that we're going to have is that it's become a fucking political thing. And it's not, I'm not going to like categorize it as a, hey, if you're a Republican, that you're anti. But I feel like when it comes to like higher up politics, like Congress and like the Senate and all that, it's like, oh, I'm a Republican. We don't really necessarily believe in it. We're not going to shut down, blah, blah, blah. And then Democrats are more likely to. And that's where you're going to run into the issue of it's going to become way more political than like science based because yeah. then it'll be a thing of, well, you know. Fauci said this, but then this happened, so we can't trust Fauci or the science now. And it's like, it's just, it. I mean, it shouldn't be an issue. Like, I, I don't love the fact that like, and I'm sure people, and is it Australia or New, uh, New Zealand where Australia. like they got one case and they shut everything down? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not and, ideal. And did Sucks you to be life, the, but. Did you see where the Australian government was like snatching kids from their parents to give them the vaccine? That's a little extreme. I don't need you to do all that. I was like, oh, my. Yeah, we, we don't need to do all that. We just need to reset down. And, the and if we're being that- honest, the shutdown wasn't even... People are going to act like the shutdown was them locked in their room for most of the time. That's not even what lockdown was, for real. You were still pretty much allowed to do anything as long as you had a mask on. Maybe there was a few like less in-person dining. And you couldn't be at the bar, but like those was the only things. You couldn't go to a movie. Like you were still allowed to like go grocery shop. You were still allowed to go like walk your dog. Like niggas was acting like they was locked in a room for a year, which was not the case. And another thing about lockdown versus like last year versus if we have another one going into winter, like a huge thing about it is people always talk about how like mental health is on the rise and all this stuff and like people are depressed and yada yada going like in the winter seasons it's proven to like also mental health issues because it's cold and you know sun provides serotonin and blah 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 and all this stuff so i can only imagine how that's also going to be affected if we're in lockdown during the winter because it's already like you can't really do much outside anyway but then having to stay at your house that's gonna suck yeah, I can't put I can't put any credit into that. Like, if y'all telling me y'all too, y'all too affected because it's cold and dark to be okay. Um, I do not care. That's all I got for them. Cause at this rate, we're putting your slight people's slight depressions because seasonal depression. 
which I would consider one of the slighter ones, I assume. Yeah. Over the health of our citizens. And I can't co-sign that. Just pop some uh, vitamin D pills. That's all you need. That is truly one of the like more pussy things I've ever heard. Seasonal <laughs> depression. Like Oh, it's a thing though. Sometimes I'll be hearing shit and I'm like, what doctor did y'all go to to confirm that y'all was pussy? Because like that's all that they did. Like this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's definitely a thing though. Niggas bury their kids and go to work in the winter and you upset because it's cold and dark. Like niggas <laughs> what? <laughs> that shit don't make no sense to me. Why you have to go so extreme? My God. Because like there's so many <laughs> I just think of, like, the resilient groups. These niggas are complaining about seasonal depression. For 400 years, niggas was enslaved. And they fought through to break slavery. And people are bitching about seasonal depression. Like... You also don't don't think, like, regular depression is real. Yeah, but, like... I definitely can't give no (laughs) can't give no credit to seasonal depression. At this point, they're gonna have something for everything. Niggas gonna get depressed at night because it's dark outside, and they're gonna tell me to believe it. <laughs> um, I think if they're smart about it, like they should just be like, "Hey, we're definitely gonna do a, a lockdown come like winter time, right after Thanksgiving, for like three weeks until Christmas. Like, do a little short one, right? <laughs> a little vacation lockdown. Yeah, you just make it like you. You're like, hey, we're gonna shut it down for three weeks, try to curb everything. You know, makes sense, logic, whatever. That's going to be terrible. You, no, no, here's the thing. But, like, you say you do it, you lock it down for a couple of weeks, but you still let people do, like, whatever they're going to do with their families. And then you just, like, it's like an empty gesture, but it looks good and, like, it might help a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think we're, I don't think we want look good. We want results. These people are going to be coming from Thanksgiving where they're traveling. They're going to be going to, like, Christmas things and whatnot where they're traveling. It's going to be more sickness. And a big one's going to be this weekend. Labor Day weekend, you're going to see numbers spike. Yeah. I already know people with some extravagant plans this weekend. And I'm like, you're not serious, are you? And the thing about like doing it over the holidays, is everybody was mad that they couldn't do anything with their family last year. So making them not do it again this year would, I don't think that would end very well. At some point, we got to tell people to shut up and like get over it. They- Anybody who has the complaint of, well, I missed out on fun last year. I don't want to miss out on fun this year. I'm like, are you You can't be a real person. Like, you would prioritize having some fun over people's health. Like, people are truly dying. People are sick. People fighting in hospitals. Our hospital workers, our first responders, our nurses, they haven't had a break in like a year and a half. They've been slammed. And it's because niggas want to have their fun. And then it's, they're confused as to why everybody wants to quit their fucking job. Shit, I would, I would too. That's like the most inhumane thing ever. The way that we done made hospital workers and healthcare workers work this last 18 months. Shout out, Jesse. We appreciate you. Yeah. Front lines. Keep, do, keep doing your thing in that prenatal care. My thing is, like, people are going to bitch about that they can't do things. But we know, like, the people who are bitching are still going to do them regardless. Absolutely. So, like... Just, like, don't just don't complain. Like, what what's the, what's the difference? Just just let us just shut it down. But all right, so are we for you? Are you talking like a full lockdown again? Like how it was at the beginning, where it was like, hey, pretty much you should only go to get your groceries, like your essentials, and like stay home. Yeah, I'm saying pretty much just the essentials. 
Um, remote working again, remote school, the dining restaurants, the bars, those sits is closed, all that. What are, what do you think we're going to do if there keeps being different variants of COVID? Because, like, it was almost like as soon as one died, another one popped up. We're going to keep trying to find ways to beat it. But, like, are we going to do a lockdown every time there's a new variant? Every time there's a variant that ends with people dying at this rate, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I feel like we're advanced enough and knowledgeable enough now to know that, like, there are ways to prevent this. The best way to prevent this is social distancing. The best way to social distance is locking down. When people like talk about the black peg and how they lived through it, they were idiots back then. Like niggas were literally stupid. We're 300 years smarter than that. We should be locking down when a pandemic of virus hits us. Yeah. I mean, there, but like we just also have to accept that there's just going to be variants. Like it's going to be eventually COVID, I hope, will be like the flu where it's like, hey, get your flu shot. It should prevent, prevent against some of them. It's not going to prevent against all. Like you'll still catch the flu. It's still a possibility, but like, it won't be as bad or whatever. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know, man. It just seems like, you know, I, I want to, I want to be positive. Like, Hey, life will be back to normal. I'm just not sure if we'll ever get to it. And even if like, let's say the science said, Hey, we need to lock down for a month and then we'll get things kind of back to normal. Still don't think we would lock down, but that's just a whole different issue. Um, speaking of kind of jobs and whatnot, what are some jobs that don't really need dress codes? Ezra, you said teachers, and I need you to explain what, why teachers don't need a dress code. Because I was talking to Diane, and she's teaching over in South Korea, and they've got a very loose dress code. But I also have some teacher friends. It varies my district. I know somewhere, like, they've got to be, like, business professional every day. Like, they got to they, – the guys got to have suit jackets and slacks. I know somewhere it's, like, business casual. They got to just be business casual. And I know somewhere it's like laid back to almost streetwear. I didn't seen a lot of teacher TikTok. I don't know why. I think I like these two dancing teachers on there. And now they give me so much teacher TikTok. <laughs> and they got some teachers who really just be showing up in like fly streetwear. And like, that's okay. Like they be in jeans and Jordans and like graphic tees every day. And they outfits kind of be like that. They be fly as fuck. And you're teaching kids. So like, I don't know who made it a thing that you had to like, come a business casual and like your little woman jumpsuit suit or whatnot. It's like, I don't think all that's needed. You're teaching kids. You're going to be interacting with kids all day. I wouldn't want to ruin my good clothes, fucking around with kids. Like, I don't think a dress code is needed. Pers- mm, not a dress. Not, I don't think a strict dress code is needed for kid, like teaching. Like, don't show up in your sweatpants. Don't show up in your sluttiest leggings. But like. But look presentable at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends a lot on, like, the type of school, too. Like, if it's private versus public or if it's, like, a charter school, blah, blah, blah. But um, at my, at my like, high school, I went to the same building pre-K through 12. And it mostly depended on, like, what age you were teaching as far as, like, what your dress code was. So in high school, they were pretty much, like, you know, it was more business casual than it was anything. But it was pretty much just, like, dress like church attire type, you know, presentable. And then middle school was like a little bit more relaxed. And then elementary, they would have like themed days and wear leggings and they had casual Friday, but that was because, you know, they were more active with little kids and it wasn't so like uptight. So I don't know. 
I think I, I'm a little more like, hey, probably business casual or just like if I were to see you in the hallway, I would want to know that, hey, that's a teacher and not a student, how you're dressed. Yeah. See, I thought that, but at the same time, I was like, I don't think I truly would care because these two teachers that I follow, they're high school teachers. I think they teach like ninth and 11th grade and they probably some of the flyest bitches at their school. But like. If you're dressed comfortably and fly and your kids are learning, what do it matter if you didn't show up in a blouse that was buttoned up with, like, black slacks? I, you're probably a little more relatable to the to, to the students anyway. And as long as they're learning, I don't – just teachers, to me, ain't a job that need a dress code. I'm willing to give them more creative freedom. Yeah, or at least a super strict dress code. Yeah, just keep it where it's like, hey, you look put together, um, and there's no real issues. Yeah, However, I follow a little art teacher, and she has some really dope fucking outfits, but it's like the adult version of cool outfits. So, The only reason that I would want my teachers to be dressed like pretty nicely is if I was paying like a solid chunk of change for my kid to go to some like preppy-ass school. I'm going to need you to dress like I fucking paid this amount of money for my kid to go here. That'd probably be the only thing where I'd be like, I need you to dress up. With, you know, if I'm dropping like 10K a year for you to go here, fucking clean it up a little bit, dude. Yeah. If it's like a private charter type adjacent, if the kid in a uniform, the teacher's got to dress like presentable. Yeah. That, that's very fair. Because you know how pissed I'd be if I was a student wearing a uniform and you're coming in a fucking graphic tee and ripped jeans? <laughs> That'd be funny. I'd be, And you know, like, all it takes is one kid to be like, I'm not coming dressed up if you're not going to come fucking dressed up. Oh, absolutely. Did your all's, like, high school and middle school and all that have uniforms? No. Hell no. Yeah, mine didn't either. I always thought that was really weird. But, like, the rival school across the city from me, they had, like, polos and khakis only and did that from middle school all the way up to high school. But my school was, like, the smaller, like, inner city school, and we could just wear whatever we wanted pretty much. I was about to say, I mean, it's probably because Kentucky inner city is a small-scale inner city. I know a lot of, like, big-scale inner city schools, like Baltimore schools, Philly schools, stuff like some a lot of D.C. schools. Like, the inner city schools will make it a dress code. It's supposed to, like, cut down on, like, bullying and stuff because everybody's, like, uniform and it's conformed to this dress code. So nobody's getting picked on for having less or more than somebody. Yeah. Again, kind of pussy. Like, nigga, if your shit busted, you're going to get made fun of. Like, we got to bring back letting niggas bully people. And at the school that had the dress code, they would require them to wear, like, a pin over the decal that was embroidered in their polo. So you couldn't tell the difference between like a Hollister polo and a Walmart polo. What? Yeah. I hate to hear that. And I was like, that is just so much. Like who actually cares? That's doing way too much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like the idea of like forcing kids to be in uniforms. I get like Ezra White, what you said earlier, like, you know, trying to make things you know equal and people aren't getting bullied, but it's like, care dude just like let kids wear whatever they want let them express themselves a little bit everything doesn't have to be like by the fucking book all the time it's not that deep either like sheesh. oh i don't i mean <laughs> i didn't i've seen some niggas get roasted for some trash outfits that builds character like I mean, we, at we least do need to their choice that. to have a trash outfit it does build character 
like we we're really getting away from like because we're becoming so soft as society like you can't do anything without hurting someone's feelings sometimes people gotta get their feelings hurt and And there's nothing wrong with that i preach this i preach it you need that because you need to know how to go through adversity and like wiggle in those little spaces because if you don't learn that as a child it's gonna be a hard lesson learned when you learn it as an adult. Were you all like, were you all ever bullied? And if so, <laughs> was there like a moment you remember it? I was never bullied. Oh, I was. Never in my life was I bullied. But I also got four big brothers. So I was gonna fight you if it got to that level. And my thought process was always, I'ma beat your ass. Or you gonna win, or my brother's gonna spin the block and beat your ass. <laughs> so you getting an ass beating one way or another. Mine wasn't that deep. Yours. It was, uh, it was just the one time. But in fifth grade, a boy asked me if I knew what sperm was, and I didn't. <laughs> made fun of me for like two months. I don't know if that's bullying, though. No, he like it was pretty bad, but. Can you give me an example of, like, what was pretty bad, just so I have an idea? Well, I mean, little fifth grade me was a string being with, like, buck teeth and a bowl haircut, so I was already ugly. And then the popular boys were making fun of me for not knowing what sperm was. It was very, um... Loser. Yeah. Oh, I was a loser, fully. And it was just very, uh, demeaning, I guess. That sucks, but also kids are kind of awesome. The fact that they're like, dude, you're such a loser. You don't know what fucking sperm is, moron. And now he is a crackhead. Damn. So he won. (laughs) Kids are awesome, dude. You don't even know what sperm is, you loser. That's great. I was like, damn, before we even had the reproduction class in fifth grade, you're going to bully the shit out of me? But it's all right. Outside of the monetary gains that can be provided, has social media hurt society more than it's helped society? 1,000%. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely hurt way more than it helps. I was listening to Joy Taylor talking on a podcast, All the Smoke, and she was saying, she was like, the problem with social media, no, she was like, the good thing about social media, it gives everybody a voice. The problem with social media it gives everybody a voice. Yeah. And I truly felt like social media has like ruined so much just from like giving people who don't need a voice a voice. Like if you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. Social media gives anybody a platform to say anything. Um, a lot of people try to get their news from there and it's not reliable news. A lot of times you got to like triple, double and triple verify it. It's, unless you're one of those people getting paid from your social media platform, I think social media has made people more materialistic. It's made them care more about what other people think or perceive them as. And it's overall hurt us way more than it has helped us. Yeah, it almost like gives people too much information on everybody else. Like you don't, it's just too much. Like people, I feel like people have gotten way more nosy than they used to be because now you know some people share every single aspect of their life or every single aspect of their like relationships and stuff like that and then you know if something happens it like everybody makes it their business to figure out what happened and it's like just it's it's none of your business but also I was sharing my business with you I don't know I just it gave people too much room to form an opinion 
on other people. I think I'm pro social media. Really? Yeah. You know, like there's going to be a lot of negatives like you guys said, but I just think that the positives just outweigh the negatives way more. Like, you know, people can, Hey, they share too much and get bullied. It's just like, well, everything that's going through that's negative is just kind of a different aspect or way that it's happened from previous times. Like now you just get bullied on the internet instead of in person, or maybe you get a little bit of both, but I just feel like there's too many benefits that social media has given us and like the expansions of kind of technology that I'll just take it any day over just not having it. I think social media has also like helped create the concept of compulsive and habitual liars. You can lie on social media so easy. Yeah. And I feel like, that like weighs into your everyday life. You post a couple pictures. Now you got this persona you got to keep up with. You're letting people think you're this guy. And then like they see you in real life and they find out you are really not that guy. Especially not only with like a false perception, but with um, like Photoshopping apps and the ability to like alter people's pictures and how their body looks and shit like that. I think that's like a huge one. Not only as far as just like seeing somebody in person, but like other people's views of you or like how people view themselves and comparison of other people, just shit like that. I think like body image has gotten really fucked too. I mean, yes and no. I think it's also just a very different avenue. Like before you would just, I'm sure like girls would get their view of seeing people in, you know, magazines and stuff. And now it's just like on Instagram, they're like, well, at least I can alter myself. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but yeah. again, it's just like kind of a different avenue of where you're getting your perceptions from. What other positives do you think there are? I mean, I think definitely the monetary and like, yeah, it does give people like anybody a voice, but it can also give a lot of good people a voice. Like the reason that Black Lives Matter popped off so much was because of social media. Because let's be real. News doesn't really cover this shit until social media is like, hey, someone needs to look at this. Yeah. So you have a lot of good movements that are starting. Um, you also have a lot of bad ones. Shout out to like Coney. What was it? Co- Coney, Coney 2012. Yeah. Hey, the government funny for that one. They still <laughs> are hilarious. That was it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'd rather take those potentials that you can do with social media and i mean you can just grow and really you can become anything even if you have to front on it for a little bit I mean, it's what a lot of rappers do do you think there is anything that has been big on social media that would not have been as big without social media so i mean like any obviously like any social networking apps that's kind of weird um can you give me an example of like what you might be referring to? I got you with an answer. So I think that I think more people would be on the same mindset and viewpoint of COVID if social media didn't exist, where people are constantly like thinking that they're doctors and shit. I think it, the government and the like population as a whole would be more on the same wavelength as far as like. We need to, you know, take care of this and do what we can to take care of this instead of everybody giving, you know, opinions right, left, and center. And it's a lot of, like, conflicting information. I agree. 
we'd be hearing from one voice. We gave too many niggas voices. Yeah. What was your answer, Miss? Oh, I thought you were asking, um, like, how without social media, if we still thought we'd have followings the way we would for certain things. And I was going to say yes. I was going to. I was going to say, not yes, I was going to say no. Because I was going to say, without social media, you probably wouldn't have had the, like, mass turnout for BLM last summer. Because social media made that boom. Because other communities have been pushing this since, like, the 90s. And people just ignored it. But it got very trendy on social media. And that helped propel it to what it was. Yeah, that, that's a good example of, like, a positive one. Sure. Yeah. Now, the COVID one was really good, though. Because um, I think about that all the time, like, because I feel like most of the people that are very, like, anti-mask, anti-vax, like, all that shit, they only are just parrots of people that they hear from. They don't actually do any research on, like, if it does help, if it doesn't help. And, like, some of these, like, Facebook fucking doctors, I saw one girl post the other day, and she's like, I don't need to be vaccinated by Pfizer or Moderna. I was vaccinated by having COVID and I have the antibodies. And it's like, the whole point is to not get it, to not like, what, huh? What, like, what are you talking about? And just some of the shit I hear people say, I'm like, where the fuck did you even get that information from? Like, I don't understand where you even got that thought. But Yeah. Went from like, a stupid conversation you would hear someone like drunkenly tell you into a bar to like someone puts on like a nice shirt and some glasses on TikTok and people are like, dude, that person knows exactly what they're talking about. Charlemagne says it all the time about like just social media and like where we're at as a humanity now. Reading is true. Like, Reading is like your most powerful source, but niggas won't tap into it. Those who read are truly like leaps and bounds above the next person because there's so many idiots who will just believe the first thing they hear without like doing any reading or research. And I'm not even saying you got to be reading novels like read a 20, read a 20 page news article or read the scroll down from CNN, click on it and read the two minutes it takes to read that. Like, niggas are not doing that. They just taking whatever they heard and running with it. And you can tell, because some people be sounding so, so stupid. And what kills me is people that only go based off of, like, a news headline. And most of the time, the news headline is just clickbait. And if you actually click on it, it completely defeats the purpose of why they were reposting it. And those are my favorite. Those are absolutely my favorite. Social media is also fucked, but I just feel like there's a lot more growth in social media. And I'm going to ride with social media, even though it will probably be the downfall of our society. It may, may, it may very well. That or the fucking Tesla bot that they're trying to make. Fucking shit. That man has too much uh, money. Um, last topic for the day. I think everybody needs this one. How to politely let visitors know it's time to go. I've seen a couple of good ones. I'm not going <laughs> to... When I'm like really getting tired, I can fall asleep whenever. Like as soon as I lay down, I'm gonna fall asleep. Um, I don't like falling asleep when guests are over, so I'll probably let them know. Like, yeah, I'm finna head to bed now, and I'm gonna go catch a shower. 
Like, nigga, if I tell you I'm going to go catch a shower, you're leaving my house. Like, you're not <laughs> going to sit in my living room until while I shower. So my go-to are usually, like, I'm going to head to bed or I'm going to catch a shower? Um, Most of the time, I'm just kind of, like, blunt about it. I'm just like, hey, when are you leaving? Or, like, what are you doing later? I have done that a couple times. But when it's to the point where, like, somebody is not catching the fucking hint... I will make up an excuse for me to leave my house so they have to also leave my house. But I've had to do that's that. Like, that's like a plan Z desperate situation. Like most people just get the fucking hint. And most people yeah. go, I love to sleep. So when I start talking about sleeping, you need to go. Um, but in like super desperate situations, like I had a guy here once and he was not catching the fucking like drift. That's because he was going to bed when you was going to bed. Oh no, baby. It was the middle <laughs> of the day. And I just could not get him to fucking leave. And I was like, yeah, well, I got to go like pick up my brother or I got to, you know, like something that he could not attend. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Do you want me to come back later? And I was like, no, like (laughs) I will let you fucking, like you don't have to wait outside in your car for me to get back. Like I need you to actually leave my home. Yo, that would be crazy if you drove off and you, like, thought he was going to leave and then you pulled back up, like, five minutes later, he was just waiting there for you. No, I, like, make a point to pull off on one of the side streets and watch him leave my home. Or or watched him leave my home. I've also used the fake excuse that I've got somewhere to go. Um, One time I had a girl sit in my driveway for about two hours (laughs) because... I came back and went back in the house. I just made it like I had to grab something because she was waiting on her ride to then go back home from Mansfield. So I was like, uh, just walk back in the house, act like I didn't see the car still out there. And then I had another one. The issue with the fake excuses, you generally, they'll, they'll usually, if they're making you pull the fake excuse, they'll usually call your bluff. So you have to like physically get in your car and leave. Yeah. And that is too much work. Yeah. Did I tell you all about the time that I had a guy here and he wound up staying like all day long, like all day fucking long because at the time he didn't have a car and I wound up picking him up and then I had to, I like, I had to go do things. Like I had a hair appointment, I'm pretty sure. And then I also like got a massage in the same day and I like physically had to go do things, but he did not have a ride. So he stayed here all day long. And then my roommate had to come here. And I was like, yeah, like, sorry about the guy that's, like, asleep in my bed. I uh, And I kept offering, like, hey, do you need me to take you somewhere? Hey, do you need me to give me a ride? He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, you know, somebody's coming to get me. And then, like, 4 o'clock that day, he finally left. Yeah, that it, don't fly. It was I leave my house, awkward. you're leaving my house. It was so fucking awkward. I mean, like, he was a friend of mine, so, like, I didn't, like, not trust him being here. It was just more annoying that he was fucking here all day. Yeah, no, you gotta kick someone out. There's a there's a time limit that you can have. Well, like, I didn't have anywhere to fucking take him, is the thing. Because he wouldn't let me take him anywhere. So, I was like, you know, I mean, it was like that guy I was sleeping with that I told you all about. It was him. And I, like, couldn't, you know, be a complete bitch. But I, also, I was like, you really gotta go. Nah, I'm very much pro. If you want someone out of your house, even if we're hooking up, you know, you hit him with the, well, about that time. Uh, well, I want to drop you off at bus stops down there. I'll give you two bucks to get on there and get where we need to go. Well, I wound up, like, giving him a hard time about it later. And he never... He always had a ride every time after that. So. 
That like, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I've also had this issue with some of my boys. Like, I remember we'd be at Mansfield when I first got to Mansfield, and these niggas would just have nothing to do. Mansfield did anyway. And they'd be like, bro, I'm about to crash, or yo, you care if I crash after a party goes on? I'd be like, bro, you can sleep in the living room. I do not care. And then the next day I'd wake up or whatever, and they'd be like, hey, yo, like, what we finna get into? Or I had this happen with Eli before, too. He's like, bro, what we trying to get into? And I'm like, nigga, I'm about to get into my Saturday. I don't know what you're about to get into. <laughs> I'm like, I got a haircut. I got to go run some errands. Like, nah, I'm going to slide. I don't got nothing to do. And I was like, yeah, but, like, this wasn't an invite. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening off my itinerary. That's it. Yeah. Oh, God, that's fucking funny. Sometimes I just want to do some shit alone. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, we need... You we... Mean like, what the fuck? Go home. <laughs> Or the worst is when you're, like, trying to make a food run real quick by yourself, and then somebody else is like, hey, yo, like, I'm going to come. That, that's even worse, because it is like, bro, if you get in this car, for everybody listening, if somebody is making a food run, if you get in this car, and I don't know where y'all learn these other rules, my rules are, we're stopping at the one place I intended to stop. I'm not going to Sonic and then across town to get you checkers. Like, no, we going to Sonic and coming right back, even if you don't want Sonic. If you don't want Sonic, don't get in the car. Why? Wait, hold on. Car. Like, what? Yeah, why are people getting in the car to go on the food run? Like, I, I figured that's normal. Like, if someone's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get food at, you know, Sonic. Bro. If you want to eat food at Sonic, you're hitting Sonic. We got so many, like, just in the bird, we got so many different, like, food plazas you can pull up into. And they'll be like, mm, they'll be like a Sonic. One is Sonic, Popeye's, Taco Bell. There's a pizza place, a Wendy's, a Wings to Go. They got a Jersey Mike. They got all that. If I'm going to Sonic, don't then be like, hey, yo, bro, you trying to slide by Jersey Mike since it's there? No, Sonic's going to take me three minutes. Jersey Mike's going to take you 25 I'm not making two stops. Even if it's in the exact same location, this car is stopping at one place. <laughs> and niggas don't be understanding that. They'll be like, well, it's right here. And I'm like, yeah, but like my food is literally going to take three minutes. This was a quick trip. Your shit is going to take 20. Or somewhere where like you're going through a drive through but they need to go in somewhere. I'm like, what are you? Yeah, they're not getting that option. We don't need Bro, to stop a- and you pick it up. I'm like, what? Mm-mm. People are weird. Yeah, we we need like a universal thing. Like, hey, what is the get the fuck out? I, I, the food thing is crazy to me. That that should literally be a one and done. Like, I don't know Bro, why people are doing. It. I'm telling you right now, that happens so much, especially when we're back home and it's like me, Ethan, Kev, Eli. Because one nigga will be wanting one thing, and it's like, ah, eh, I don't really want that. But you go it in the same direction as the other one, so swing me by here. And I, I'd be like, no, no, fuck no. Get in your own car, Uber eats it, walk. I don't care how you get it. <laughs> if it's yeah. in the same like shopping center, I don't mind. I'll be honest. Bro, but the if- same shopping center can take so much longer, though, still. Like it, the John really- Wendy's or whatever, and then there's a Chipotle. If you fall for that trick and you let them get the Chipotle, you're there for 30 minutes easy. Yeah. Because you're just waiting for them to get out the line. Whole time your food was ready. If they got to go in, it's not happening. Remember when we went to fucking, and when we were in Fredericksburg, and we stopped at, uh, I think we pulled up and like, Anna went to get Taco Bell, and then we got Popeyes? Yeah. That's the exact... for like 10, 15 minutes. That's the exact shopping center. 
that causes so many problems. There's too many options over there. Niggas see it and they're like, oh, I'll do it. And I'm like, no, you won't. And then we also went to the store, didn't we? So it's like a whole thing. Yeah. That'd be happening too. I'm not going to get a drink here because we can just pop in giant. Nigga, no, we can't. (laughs) Or stop at the Walgreens. I'm going to get a drink there. I'm like, bro, like, spend the extra $2 and get a drink here or be thirsty. (laughs) <laughs> that's they're doing too much dude honestly i was that bitch though because i was with um i think i was with eric and anna in the car and everybody got tacos at that place or whatever but i was dead set on getting a wawa sub <sighs> so I, I, have to have that. I i apologize it's just you know when you don't have something and it's available now i know now i know <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a common courtesy at this point. The more I'm thinking about it, especially oh man, you know how mad I'd be if someone was like, "I'm gonna get Popeyes," bro. That's a 20 minute trip dealing with Popeyes. Absolutely, and then it's probably 25 because they're gonna forget something, so you have to slide back. Oh, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you get in the car and they forgot something, you gotta take that L. I don't know what to tell I, you. I am also that one time. It was at that Popeyes. They gonna order chicken tenders and fries. Only got the fries. There was no chicken tenders in there. <sighs> We had probably, and we were going back to my parents' house, which is like 15 minutes out the way. We had probably got 12, 13 minutes of the way there, and he opened it up to get some fries. And he was pissing. I was like, I'm not going to lie. There's no way we're sliding back. No we're way. already here. We're about to go fishing out here after we eat this food. I'm not sliding back another 30 minutes round trip because you didn't check before we left. Like, that's on you. Yeah, I was going to say, do you all not check before you leave the drive through it depends on the place, but with Popeyes, you got to. The only place I don't yeah. check is Chick Fil A, because I know. Yeah, you probably don't need to check Chick Fil A. Yeah. I mean, usually, if anything, it's just like a quick glance while you're like leaving, but just to not even look in the bag at all for that long, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. He bitched to my mom for a while that day about how I wouldn't slide back, and my mom was like, "He thought this was gonna work." Man was like. Wait, so you made it all the way here and did it once, look in the box? She said, yeah, that's on you. I said, you dealing with the wrong person. Because <laughs> she was going to have no sympathy. Bro, I, I, listen, you could be like five minutes away and I'd be like, oh, that's a little too far. It would truly, as terrible as this is going to sound, the only person... I'm probably in any situation spinning the block for would probably be my girl if her food wasn't there, my mom if her food wasn't there, or me. Because, like, nah. <laughs> Outside of that, yeah. If we we could be at the stoplight down the street, I'm not turning back. Like, we left. It's over. Because <laughs> then you have to re-go through the drive-thru. You're going to have to wait in line for them to fix it. They're going to give you a hard time because you left. It's like, how do I know I didn't give it? Like, I'm not dealing with that. If I'm driving, I make sure, like, I make people check everything before I pull out. Like, I'm like, all right, everybody have their food, blah, blah, blah. But it's also not my job, but I do it anyway, whatever. Someone's got to do it. Um, All right, man, let's wrap this thing up. Hit a little music and TV recommendations. Um, TV. I'm going to say Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. It's like this really cute sitcom that I found on, I think it's Netflix, that I'd literally never heard of, but for some reason there's like five seasons, 
Um, but I go back and forth watching that. And then um, one of my favorite bands, Lainey, is coming out with a new album on Friday. And they've released a couple singles off it already. And my favorite one is Up To Me so far. I'm going to clearly go Donda. Shit was a bust now. Um, I truly thought there were 16 hits. It was really like only three throwaways for me. I don't really need the repeats, so I'm not even counting those. TV-wise, I'm currently trying to watch the new season of Married at First Sight. If anyone sees this and knows how to stream it, hit me. Hit me. Wait, you don't know how to stream it? I can't find it on anything. It said it was on Amazon. It's not on Amazon Prime. It said it was on the Lifetime app. The Lifetime app doesn't exist anymore. So, like, I don't know where it would have been moved to. Hmm. I thought it was on Netflix. Yeah, but they don't have the new season. They only have, like, up to eight, and they're on season 12 now. Oh, gotcha. Um, I would also say Donda. I was listening to it a little bit today, but I haven't, like, really dived into it enough because trying to listen to things at work is kind of a wash at points. I don't know. I'm just waiting to see this new Drake. I'm a little upset that Kanye kind of bitched out about dropping on the same day as Drake. That would have been real interesting. That would have been very interesting because I feel like both have very diehard fans. You all have specifics from Donda or just? There was one that had a really sick beat I remember when I was listening to it. I think it's like remote control or something. Maybe okay, okay. That's pretty pretty flammable. Okay. Yeah, remote control. The beat was sick. Oh, I remember driving. I was like, "Ooh!" TV wise, watching Bachelor in Paradise kind of sort of not really. Hell yeah! That's the only thing. I only watched one episode, but I've already. I feel like I know enough about what's going on to have an idea. Yeah, it's like a watered down version of Love Island that's not every day, which I appreciate. I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna bite the bullet and watch Fuckboy Island because I keep seeing stuff about it. I've heard it's really funny. Anna watched it, uh, but she just left for class, so I can't give you a full review yet. All right, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on there. If you do, we will read that at the beginning of the episode. I forgot to check, but sometimes I do check on time. Um, follow us on there. Follow us on Spotify, Google, all that stuff. We're popping off on TikTok still. We're dominating TikTok, basically. World's most attractive podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Peace.